1: All right, the Joe Girardi Report is brought to you by Winters Brothers, Long Island's number one choice for waste removal and recycling services. The uh, championship manager joins us now, obviously uh, the veteran broadcaster too, uh, as we chat with Joe every week. Joe, welcome. How are you? I'm good, Mike. How are you? Hi, right, Joe. I just walked out of the newsroom, and the Red Sox are losing again. Uh, sales throwing 90 miles an hour. They came off what was the longest road trip I ever remember a – forget a championship team taken. I don't remember anybody ever taking an 11-game road trip to start a season west. I mean, I, I can't even remember that. Uh, they went 3-8. and eight. They come home. They're losing their opener, 3-9. and nine. When do you get a little worried? 3-9 and nine now is the time with Sales throwing 90 miles an hour?
2: Yeah, he did hit 95, but uh, you know our starting pitching just has not looked good, and, and and that's a real issue in this division um, and in the American League. And still got to 95 today, but he had a lead after two. I thought he pitched somewhat better today. They did some things. They hit and run with first and second, but you can do that now off of him because he's not getting the swings and misses. They stole home on him. They ran the bases, so he has not been the same. And I'm curious to see when their starters get back to the form of where they were last year. And if they don't do it pretty soon, they could dig a pretty decent hole in the month of April.
1: I'll tell you, Tampa gets more. They did it last year. They do it this year. They get more out of less than anybody, and they just go and they find some pitching. I mean, that's what they try to do. They, they, don't, they don't have a lot of money to spend. They find some guys who can catch the ball, and they find some pitching is what they do. And give them a lot of credit. They're a very smart organization.
2: Very, very smart, and I think you could argue they develop starting pitching as as well as anyone in all of baseball. Um, It just seems like year after year they bring up a young kid that can be really dominant. You know, Snell's been the last one. Glass now is now throwing the ball extremely well. Guys talk about his stuff is filthy, even though sometimes he does get a hit around, but they say his stuff is
1: really, really good. They went and got Charlie Morton. Yeah, I mean, they're
2: just really smart. They know how to develop players, and they know how to spend money.
1: Yeah, they do. I mean, the guy, listen, the guy was, uh, the owner's a brilliant guy. He's a guy who retired from Goldman Sachs before he was 40. I mean, the guy very smart. They know what they're doing. They do it very well. And, I mean, they build it around c- pitching and defense. And, uh, you know, it, it's amazing. It's such a different way of doing things than most people.
2: Well, when you have pitching, you're in every game. That's the bottom line. And, and, and hitting comes and goes. Pitching usually is, is, is a lot more consistent, and that's why, They've done that. I mean, I think a lot of teams do that, but through injuries or whatever reason, it just doesn't work out or you just don't develop the players as well as the Rays do. But the pitching is the one constant that you have to have. And if you have it, you're going to be successful.
1: How about Frazier? You know, we're seeing Frazier hit right now to no one's surprise. Everyone always talked about the fast bat. And, you know, he was going to be a big offensive player because of the fast bat. Was it as simple as that with him?
2: um yeah I, I just think that he's more comfortable now um you know he had a, he had a really rough spring training and I think he thought he probably had a chance to make the team going into spring training put some pressure on himself I think the first day he got set down he went five for five and I think he just kind of relaxed but he's got he's got a really quick bat he's very powerful he plays with a lot of energy and uh he's fun to watch and in the you know, he's injected some offense, some instant offense into that lineup, which
1: is really good. And he's, and he's, he's a confident offensive player, too. He always has been. Oh. You know? Very so the, confident, yeah. right?
2: Yeah, and you have to be because there is so much failure in this game. You better have confidence because you're going you're gonna to struggle at times.
1: No question. And he's looked uh, uh, very, very good. We're talking with Joe Girardi. DeGrom goes tonight, Joe. When you well, see DeGrom... Now, he's starting to get up to where you're talking about performances like Gibson 69 in terms of consistency and consecutive performances of consistent pitching. What do you see when you see the ground?
2: Um, Not only does he have really good stuff, and not only does he have a fastball, he'll get up to 97, but he really knows how to pitch. He has great command. He knows how to move the ball in and out. He knows how to change speeds. He knows how to go up in the zone. He's just really, really a complete pitcher that is on top of his game, that his run is, you know, is as good as anyone I've seen over, over a year's period. And it's fun to watch. And if you're the twins, you know, like coming into town, you got inter league, you're like, Man, I hope I miss this guy. But you're not gonna miss him. And, you know, I think because of this pitching that the Mets have, they're gonna be a factor all year long.
1: You know, Baltimore's Done okay so far, considering they play the Yankees as much as they have, and they've they're they're five and five, which is for them amazing because you know last year they were so bad, um, so they've gotten off to a decent start. But Davis is with all that money just gone on this level of futility. Now you would think there's a level where they just say we got to put him on a bench. I understand he's getting paid on a team where they don't have a lot of offense or they don't have a lot of paid players, but I mean, where do you draw the line when the guy's 0 for forty seven? <laughs>
2: Well, I I think it's over a two-year period, so he's 0 for 19 this year, 0 for 20. I'm not sure. Yeah, I think now it's up
1: to 0 for 20. I think 19 last year, 20, I think 27 now this year.
2: Yeah, I mean, I still think it's still early in April. It's not that many games. Um, And I know it, it, it sounds really bad, and it could turn out to be really bad, but I think it's way too early to throw the talent. This guy has had bad years before and bounced back and had a good year. I'm not so sure he can do that anymore. Um, but I think it's way too early to throw the towel in. I mean, they owe him a lot of money. They're going to have to try to get something out of him.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I, you wonder about that. You also wonder, if you're the Tigers, what do you do with Miguel Cabrera's contract? I mean, the contract is so long, and he's got so many years left, and it looks like he's just hit a wall.
2: Yeah, I mean, I and you got to remember, he didn't play a lot last year, um, and, and I think he's starting to heat up a little bit, um, but... I mean, it's no surprise when guys start to get older, you know, they're just not quite the same day in and day out when they're 27, 28, 30. They're just not the same. And, you know, they're in a rebuild in Detroit. It's not something that Miguel Cabrera is used to since he left the Marlins. And, uh, you know, there's probably some frustration there.
1: What team – you got some teams off the good starts. Philly, Milwaukee, uh, the Dodgers, no real surprises there. Tigers – Seattle, Tampa, any any of these teams really shock you that they're off? It's, I guess the Tigers would be the one, right?
2: The Tigers in Seattle I, I think when, the, when the Seattle you know traded all those players away, I think people were wondering what they were going to have, and, and the the rate that they've hit the ball, the ballpark has been pretty amazing. crazy um, crazy and they got a lot of speed in that lineup too, where they can frustrate a lot of pitchers, and if they get on, pitchers have to concern, concern themselves with the Malik Smiths, the D Gordons. Anniger's running, um, and they've pitched pretty well. Their starters have done a good job. So that's probably one of the biggest surprises to me.
1: And you get guys who, you know, sometimes just all of a sudden just show up and, and do a good job or, or just bounce back in a given year, like Bruce. I mean, look what Bruce has done. You know, look at the way he's bounced back this year.
2: Well, I'm not surprised. I mean, I've always thought that he was a really good player. I was surprised at the year that he had last year. But you remember when Cleveland traded for him? as good as Cleveland's lineup was he was one of the most dangerous hitters in that lineup when we played him in the playoffs um and has been a good hitter for a long time and has hit a lot of home runs in his career so i'm not surprised he's still really not that old i mean he's just no. been in the big league he's, long, long
1: he's 32 yeah. now he's 32 now it's amazing he's hitting 180 but he's got six home runs already
2: yeah i mean he's making the most of his hits i, I guess if you're only going to get a few hits Make a productive home runs with RBIs, right? Yeah,
1: I mean it's uh, you know he's got he's got 11 RBIs already, which is you know it means he's he's making the most of his opportunities when you're hitting 180. That's for sure. I mean, but they got a lot of guys on that team that are just is just pounding the ball. I mean, guys that are just off. You know, they got they went to Japan and got off to that fast start. Now uh, the first game, and the next thing you know, they they haven't stopped and slowed up yet. That team.
2: You know, you can get momentum and uh, during the course of the season and you can kind of say, you know what, we're a lot better than people gave us credit for. It. You look at the sum of the parts, not just some individual parts that we lost. You know, we lost Segura, we lost Ganon, we lost the big players. But we also added some players that can really do a lot of different things and you get a lot of confidence and you can get on a roll. The curious thing is, if they go through a little tough stretch, does remembering last year come back, how they really kind of faded? That's the thing that they're going to have to guard against.
1: When we see a guy, we're talking with Joe Girardi who joins us, we see a guy like Peter Alonso come up with the big reputation, and now he's here, he's got six doubles, he's got three homers, he looks really good, he looks really powerful. When, when, when we hear them say, and we hear it all the time, the league's going to adjust, and then he's going to have to adjust, how long does it take the league to adjust to him? One time through the league? Does it take less than that? How long before the scouting report or where the weaknesses are gets filtered through the league?
2: Well, I think it takes a couple hundred of that, and I think it's when you start to see him for the second and third time. as a starting pitcher in the division, starts to see him for a second and third time, and they make adjustments to him, but you know, you you look, and and I consider him dangerous because he's got power to all fields, and when guys have power to all fields, you can't necessarily pitch him one way, And he's shown that already.
1: When you say the adjustments too, Joe, uh, are teams just going to probe to see what works? I mean, is that what it is more than... You know he's going to see a steady diet of breaking balls. I mean, Scherzer showed him a steady diet of breaking balls opening day. I mean, so he was getting it right off the bat. And he will go to the opposite field a lot, as you said, which I think is a big positive. It really is. But, um, I mean, he's going to see a lot of breaking balls. We know that.
2: Well, here's the thing. You're going to see... You're going to have scouting reports from his numbers in AAA and AA and what he did, but you're not seeing the same quality pitching day in and day out down there. You're not seeing the same velocity. So sometimes the reports can be helpful, but I think until you get a real mix of big league pitching against them, the reports aren't guaranteed, and that's why you have to get so many at-bats under, you know, 200 bats in before you can make some adjustments.
1: So, you think it takes at least a couple of hundred before you're going to see a guy yeah. and, and get an idea for how about a pitcher who gets off hot? How long before a young pitcher who goes through a couple of times is doing well? How long before you make an assessment on the young pitcher?
2: You know, I think it's teams have to get five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten at bats off him Or they see him a couple times and they understand what his curveball does and they understand how his fastball plays. Does this 93 play 93 or does it play 97? You know, you have those guys that things just play different. So, again, it's repeating. Seeing, you know, a player two, three, four times, and you have a much better idea how to approach him.
1: Joe, so does Chapman have to be a different closer now, meaning that he's not going to go out there and throw 101, 102 every night?
2: Well, I, I think that's been happening over the over the years. Um, and I think that's why he has thrown more sliders. He's got a really good slider, and he's actually got a really good changeup. So, and, you, you know, you see so many guys that throw 97, 98. It's not such a surprise anymore. I mean, the, the huge advantage that he had, you're seeing a lot more of it. So guys are getting more used to velocity. So he has to pitch a little mo- bit more. But he can be really successful with the stuff that he has.
1: So you, feel, you still feel good about him when he's, still, when he's not just the guy with 102. When he's throwing the breaking ball or the changeup, you still feel confident about him as a pitcher?
2: Yes, I do. And and it's just him believing in it and feeling comfortable with it. But he has a very good slider and a really good changeup.
1: And how about how about Batances? Uh do you worry about him as far as that goes or do you, do you do you think he do you feel as confident about him or does he have to have just be on with the especially with the breaking ball?
2: Well, he's got such a good breaking ball and he's got the 97 to 100 that He's developed. I mean, that's who he's always been. He doesn't really have to change. Uh, his issue will be probably when he loses a little velocity that, you know, maybe there's not such a big discrepancy. But his breaking ball is so good that he's going to be hard to hit for
1: a while. Yeah, he, it's amazing how, how good the breaking ball is. The Phillies off to a fast start. Do you like what you see with the Phillies? I do. I, I think their lineup is really, really it's a really good have, lineup, yes.
2: It, it seems like they're never out of a game. I mean, that's the bottom line. And – um you know, I love what Hoskins is doing behind Harper. I think sometimes maybe a pitcher thinks, well, I got by Harper, you know, but Reese is a really, really good hitter. You got Michael Franco hitting eighth. I mean, you got to remember this guy that had 100 RBIs and I think hit 30 homers one year. So their lineup is really, really good. And I, I'm so excited to watch that division the whole year because I don't think anyone's going away. I, I really don't. You know, you got four teams in that division that they all could win it.
1: Uh. Anybody in the West challenge the Dodgers, or are the Dodgers going to have an easy time out there?
2: Uh it doesn't look that way. Uh, you know, you talk about surprising starts. I'm surprised by Colorado's start. Um, you would think after uh, what they did last year, um, the improvements those young pitchers made that they would they would have gotten off to a better start, but they haven't. And you don't want the Dodgers to take off because then you're just fighting for the wild card the whole time. And um, you don't want to get in that one-card game. You know, that's that's tough to do.
1: How about the Cubs?
2: Uh, concerned about them a little bit. Um, now that John Lester's went down, U Darvish has not been you Darvish for the last couple of years. Uh, their bullpen is in flux. Um, they miss Brandon Morrill. They missed their closer. Edwards, who was a huge part of it a couple of years ago, has been sent down. So there's concern there. Their offense is rolling. So if they get any kind of pitching, they're going to win games.
1: And uh we mentioned uh Detroit. Cleveland's you know, off okay. That should still be a pretty easy division for them this year. You know, they still are the best team.
2: Yeah, I think Minnesota though is is going to fight. Yeah, them they're tooth in town tonight
1: too, so that'll be interesting. Yeah. They're in town here.
2: I think they're gonna fight them tooth and nail. Um because I worry about Cleveland's offense. Um but, but give them credit. I believe they're seven and three and yep. and they haven't had Lindor, Ramirez has not played a lot. They lost everybody else that was in that lineup. that made huge contributions, and they're getting it done.
1: What do you think of the Mets so far?
2: Impressed. Um, I think they've played very well. They lost their first series over the weekend. They had a great come-from-behind game in that middle game. Yep. Need, need to go out and win a series here. Um, and uh, just continue to roll because this division is going to, you know, everyone's going to play well.
1: You know, a big key was whether or not Wheeler was going to be the second-half Wheeler. He sure hasn't been so far. I mean, he has struggled uh, He has struggled with his control. He has struggled mightily. You know, we wondered because last year, last 15 starts, he was 10-1 with a one whip, and now he hasn't gotten out of the gate well.
2: Well, I think he's really important to that club because I think you're going to need consistent starting pitching. Um, you know, Matt's just throwing the ball well. Uh, which is good. Yep. guard has been okay. Degrom has been just Cy young again. Vargas um, threw a pretty decent game, but they're going to need Wheeler because again, this division is very tough. There's really good starting pitching in in this division. There's good lineups, so they're going to have to shut people down.
1: You know, Matts. Uh, when I saw him in spring training, and clearly, Matts, they moved them on. Uh, they moved them on the rubber to the other side of the rubber, Joe. So you know that might be something that's helped him. Number two. Uh, you want to see Matt's get a little deeper in the game. And, you know, he said to me, I got to make that pitch with two men on base. You know, that one pitch in the game, you know, when I'm in that one inning where there's guys because I get guys on base. Pettit was the best I ever saw at letting there be guys on base traffic every game but still getting out of it inning after inning, always able to make that pitch. Is that something that is rare in a pitcher or do you think you can learn that?
2: The great ones learn how to do it. That's, that's that's what happens. They're the consistent winners when they're able to make pitches. And Greg Maddox, I remember he would always work out of the stretch in the bullpen um, when he did a lot of his work because he said those are the most important at bats, and he would continue to work out of the stretch. So, Steve Maddox got really, really good stuff. And, and he's still young, and I think he could figure it out. And each guy figures it out at a different pace. I mean, that's the bottom line. But I like his stuff, and um, – You know, maybe a little pressure off of him with what the other guys are doing, and uh, he'll take off this year.
1: All right, Joe. We'll talk next week. Thanks very much. Appreciate it. Thanks, Mike. Take care. Joe Girardi. uh, Talk to him each and every week here. Back right after this.
0: We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof?